0: Body aches at bedtime? Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S I E R R A S I L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to Drift. Made possible by Envy Pillow. Created by two registered nurses in Canada, Envy Pillow has a unique ergonomic design to reduce wrinkles, help with TMJ pain and align your neck and spine. Learn more in the morning at envyenvypillow.com. This is a place where we take you away to a time so long ago, to a moment that may only have existed in the imaginations of the Brothers Grimm, but one that has been reimagined for this drift story by Ava MacArthur, just for you. It's the tale of what we today would probably call the ultimate helicopter parent, but With a twist. And we're not just talking about the one in the heroine's long, long hair. But before we share the story of Rapunzel, let's get you cozy, shall we? Okay. Find a spot that's comfortable for you in your bed. Maybe with a deep inhale. And exhale. You whisper a soft thank you for the safety of your bed, the comforting hug of your covers, the place in which you find yourself enjoying this story with me. Relax your shoulders, your jaw, your forehead, and let your arms and back, your hips and your legs feel heavy. And if you're ready, we shall go to a place in our minds of towers and flowers. Love and hope, let's drift. Thunder crashed and lightning flashed as the rain came pounding down. Mucky, dirty boots trudged along the mud-filled pathways leading towards a tiny village. Mother Gothel never seemed to be able to escape the darkness that surrounded her. Her cape, a red so dark that it almost appeared black, twisted, and flew about in the strong wind she faced. As she approached the village, the cry of a baby could be heard. And Mother Gothel's heart began to ache, for she had longed to have a child, but alas, fate had not been kind enough to give her the ability to have one. Being a mother was the one thing she wanted most out of life. Feelings of devastation and anger clung to her like a parasite and travelled with her. Wherever she went, no one dared to go near Mother Gothel, or as she was better known in the village, the Witch. Even above the sounds of Mother Nature hurling her fury, the woman could hear the cries of that child. Her heart led her to the open window of a tiny wooden cottage that looked very quiet indeed, save the sounds of the wailing, that emanated from it. Peering inside, she found a baby girl lying in a crib that rested within arm's length of the open window. What parent would allow such inclement weather to wake a child, she wondered. Mother Gothel's heart was instantly filled with pity and warmth. On this cold night, as she gazed into the baby girl's big blue eyes. Humming a lullaby, she reached her arm through the window and tenderly stroked the child's wispy golden hair. The baby's eyes slowly closed and sleep claimed her once again. Mother Gothel could not explain the sudden surge of love that welled up inside her this baby was meant to be with her. The connection was like no other. She knew she had to mother this child. A bright yellow glow blanketed them, and life in that moment was perfect. All of her previous feelings of anguish were fleeting, but so was time. Soon enough, someone would come in and check on the baby, or a villager would catch the witch, as she was so cruelly known, lurking about the window and become suspicious. She had to leave, and she had to leave now. Not wanting to disturb the child, she slowly scooped up the sleeping baby and tucked her neatly under her cape. The bitter weather awoke the slumbering child, and she began to cry once again. Mother Gothel turned and fled from the village. She ran into the dense woods. The wind and rain together made the journey almost unbearable. It was as if the gods above were telling her, return the child. What she did not know Could not have known is that the baby's parents had abandoned the poor child all on her own, as they were unable to afford to keep her with the seven children they already had. In deep shame, they had left the village, and that sweet, helpless baby, in the fleeing parents' desperate hopes that perhaps some kind passerby might hear her. And take her to their heart. She had no idea, but Mother Gothel had answered a prayer on that awful, awful night. And so her flight in fear continued. Panicking, Mother Gothel ran frantically through the tall grasses that lined the forest edge. As the brush got thicker, she started swatting away branches and leaves all while trying to protect the tiny girl. She found herself breaking out in a cold sweat, fighting hard to catch her breath. With the wailing baby wrapped tightly under her arm and shivers running up and down her spine, Mother Gothel felt her world was spinning out of control. With only one hand and all her might, She pushed her way through bushes and finally came upon an opening. Beyond the forest would be her safe haven. A sense of relief washed over her. She had arrived. Standing before her was a tall, dark, abandoned tower. The angry weather was no match for this looming structure. Made of gray, moss-covered blocks, Mother Gothel knew that she had found what they would now call home. She and the girl she named Rapunzel would live here forever. As the girl grew older, she gained a playful curiosity for the outside world, just as any other child would do. But Mother Gothel forbade it for fear that her little girl would be snatched away from her as quickly as she had found and taken the girl herself. Rapunzel tried all kinds of tricks and tactics on her mother to escape the tower, but ultimately she was powerless. Each time Mother Gothel would repeat in a stern voice, Rapunzel, you are never to leave this tower ever, do I make myself clear? And a simple, yes, mother, is all that Rapunzel would reply. Mother Gothel left the tower whenever necessary, but never for too long. Each time she returned home, she would stand at the base of the tower and call out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. The young girl had been trapped in that tower for so long that her hair grew to be twice the length of the trees that she would peer down at every day. Upon Mother Gothel's arrival, Rapunzel would unlatch the window and drape down her gorgeous thick-flowing tresses. Her mother would grab hold of the girl's golden locks and use them to climb up and down the tower. One day, while Mother Gothel was strolling back from the market, she came across a tiny fallen nest lying on the ground. Picking it up, she noticed a helpless little bluebird sitting inside the nest's woven layers. Noticing that the bird was all alone, she put it in her basket and brought it home to Rapunzel. Oh, She loved that bird more than anything. She and her new pal that she named Blue were quite the pair. Blue would flitter and flounce about the tower. Rapunzel would chase his tiny wings as Blue jumped from tables to chairs. They often enjoyed singing sweet lullabies to each other. The two became inseparable. As they grew older, Rapunzel would grant Blue the freedom she so desperately wanted for herself. Blue was free to come and go as he pleased. In return, each time Blue departed the tower, he would always bring something back for Rapunzel from his travels. This way, Rapunzel got to see a sliver of the world. These gifts usually consisted of pebbles, leaves, sticks, berries, anything small enough for Blue to carry. And on special occasions, Blue would always bring back a tiny, delicate flower for his sweet Rapunzel. Rapunzel often liked to keep herself busy by reading books. Soaking up every drop of knowledge from their precious pages. As she read, she played with each word delicately in her mind. Rapunzel imagined people and places she would never get to see or have a chance to know. Reading was her ticket to the outside world. It was her only escape from the walls that held her prisoner. When Rapunzel was seventeen, Mother Gothel left the tower on one of her usual excursions, but what Mother Gothel didn't know at the time was that this day would change her life forever. Blue got out for his daily flight. Stretching his wings, he leapt from the window and soared out into the open sky. Alone in the tower, Rapunzel found comfort in cracking open another book and diving into yet a new world. Hours later, Blue returned home. He perched on the ledge of the window. Closing her book, Rapunzel rose from her softly cushioned reading chair and met Blue by the window ledge. What have you brought back for me this time, Blue? Rapunzel asked excitedly. As she held out her hand, Blue released from his beak some kind of tiny brass object that Rapunzel had never seen before. Puzzled, she examined the object, carefully analyzing its details. It had the appearance of a short twig, except that it was made of brass. It also had what looked a bit like a hook on one end. But Not quite. When Rapunzel placed it on the ledge of the window, it made a clang sound. I have no idea what this is, but for some reason I feel like I've seen this before, she pondered. Her eyebrows furrowed as she studied the object in her hand. Oh, I think I know what this is, she exclaimed. Rapunzel hurried over to the bookcase and fished out a book. I think I remember reading about this. I could have sworn there was even a picture. Rapunzel scoured through the pages. Her mind raced. She knew she was on the cusp of something great. Yes, here it is. Sitting in the left corner of the page was a tiny image of what is known as a key. Intrigued, her eyes searched and scanned the words. She had to know more. Noun, used for opening and closing a lock, Rapunzel uttered to herself. She read aloud all the things a key can open. A door, a cupboard, a chest, the list goes on and on. She said wondrously. A curious blue flew over to Rapunzel and perched himself on her shoulder. He had to see what all the fuss was about. On the opposite page was a picture of a lock. Rapunzel couldn't believe it. For the first time ever, she had read something in a book and got to see it in real life and fully understand how it worked without having to imagine it. With Rapunzel's newfound knowledge, she wondered if there were any other locks and keys to be found, or better yet, perhaps this key would unlock something within the tower. A tiny voice in the back of her mind whispered this was her way out. Not wanting to give in to her revelation, though, she shook her head, hoping it would get rid of the thought, or at least silence it for now. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, Mother Gothel howled from below. Snapping Rapunzel out of her trance, she rushed to hide the key within the pages of one of her books. Hurrying, she put the book back on the shelf. She was desperate to keep her new find a secret. Rapunzel turned to blue. We don't talk about this while Mother is home, okay? Rapunzel knew that she could count on her little friend. Becoming impatient, Mother Gothel called out again. Coming, Mother, replied Rapunzel. After weeks of searching, Rapunzel had finally found the lock that fit the key. How did she do it? Well, one day. While Mother Gothel was out at the market picking up carrots and celery for the soup she was making for dinner, Rapunzel paced back and forth, racking her brain as she tried once again to figure out where the lock might be. She became distracted by the creaky floorboards that were covered over with carpet. Cluing into the sounds with each step she took, Rapunzel began to wonder Have the floorboards always made this sound? Were they always this creaky? Were they always this uneven? She got as close to the floor as she could and tore the threadbare carpet away. There it was, a tiny hidden door with a golden lock. Her breath escaped her. She was suddenly shaken, afraid of what she might find. Did she even want to open it? As unsure as she felt, Rapunzel ultimately knew that this door could no longer stay closed. She slowly pressed the key into the lock and carefully turned it. It made a click sound, and then the trapdoor, ever so slightly, popped open. With bewildered eyes, she lifted the door to find a dark, winding staircase, cold, unlit, and uninviting. The silence enveloped her. She had yearned for her freedom her whole life, but could she really do this? Could she really leave her entire life behind with the hopes of finding a new one? A wave of guilt and shame washed over her. Mother would be so heartbroken. Maybe I could be happy here. Would this be betrayal? I could never betray Mother. Do I go or do I stay here? The words bounced around Rapunzel's mind and echoed off of each other. She fidgeted nervously. No, I have to do this, she said aloud. I would be giving up on myself if I didn't at least try. With a deep breath, she placed her foot onto the very first step. Bright pink flames lit up beside her at eye level. The next step, purple flames. The third step, yellow. With each step, a new burst of color, helping to make each step visible. Like torches they were. Lining the walls on either side of her. The newly glowing staircase now seemed warm and inviting. It was as if the ghost of her future was magically lighting the way, drawing her into a new world she was about to discover. Rapunzel dashed down the rest of the sparkling staircase. The quicker her steps, the more the sparks flew. With a gleam in her eye, she felt her muscles awaken and pick up speed. How full of life she felt. She couldn't remember the last time she was permitted to move so freely. Her heart was radiating with happiness. Her long golden hair trailed behind her and blue followed closely. It was pure bliss, her adrenaline pumping. Rapunzel barely had time to slow down as she reached the bottom of the staircase. A tall door stood before her. She noticed another lock fastened to the door. Could it possibly work again? Pushing the key in, she then twisted it. Click went the lock. Rapunzel reached out, curling her hand around the doorknob. Holding her breath, she turned the knob and pulled gently. To her amazement, the door opened. She realized that she was holding destiny in her own hands. A sliver of sunlight seeped through the crack between the door and the wall. Rapunzel swung the door open. This was the moment she had been waiting for her entire life. She was finally staring into the face of freedom. She took in a deep breath. Her lungs expanded as they filled with as much fresh air as they could hold. It all smelled so sweet, like fresh soil and raindrops she took her first steps outside of the tower. Her tender feet landed on soft, lush, green grass. Big, swaying trees appeared to be greeting her. The sunlight was warm like a cozy blanket. Ecstatic, blue flew out in front of her, ready to be Rapunzel's guide and show her the world. Knowing it was time, she broke into a run. She sprinted across the grass into the woods. The breeze was warm and soft against her skin. Her ears were filled with the sound of birds that she had only studied within the pages of her books. She could not help but stop and feel the bark on the trees and the rubbery texture of the mushrooms that surrounded her. It was all just how she dreamed it would be. Rapunzel followed Blue out of the woods and onto the cobblestone streets. The kingdom was now visible from where they stood. As they got closer, they could see people bustling and chatting, laughing and hollering. There were busy markets that lined the streets and music all around. She was in love with her new discoveries. Upon entering the gates of the kingdom, Rapunzel quickly realized that she was the center of attention due to her long, golden hair. People stared and whispered, pointed and touched. Questions from strangers swirled around her, but she was delighted and didn't seem to mind at all. She was happy to have people to talk to. Humming to herself, Mother Gothel was on her way back home with a basket full of goodies. She followed her secret path through the woods until she reached the bottom of the tower. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, she called out. There was no answer. Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Let down your hair, she repeated. Becoming annoyed, Mother Gothel yelled, Are you going to make me wait all day? She searched around the base of the tower for a small rock that she could throw at the window to get her daughter's attention. Ugh, she muttered to herself. She's probably gotten her nose in one of those silly books, and she stopped in her tracks. The hidden door that she used to use to get in and out of the tower when Rapunzel was a little girl was now wide open. With clammy palms, she dropped her basket and ran up the steps. This time the torches did not light up. The staircase remained dark and cold. Her heart pounding, she reached the top, the secret door. Already open. Calling out the girl's name, she searched every room. Yet there was no Rapunzel. She collapsed on the floor, crying. What had happened to her darling Rapunzel? She had to find her. She hurried back down the staircase and noticed something she hadn't before footprints leading towards the woods. Mother Gothel was perplexed. Why was there only one set of footprints? Surely Rapunzel hadn't left all on her own. Didn't she teach Rapunzel to know better? It didn't matter. Mother Gothel was determined to find her daughter. At the kingdom, Rapunzel was having a grand time. She was able to lose herself in the moment. And bask in the fun of it all. Her tongue tingled with flavor as she filled her mouth with sweet treats. Her heart swelled and became full with the music that caressed her ears. She and Blue danced together in the square until Rapunzel was approached by a young man. He was tall and slim and looked to be only a few years her senior. Excuse me, miss, he said politely. Rapunzel turned around to see that he had a kind face and warm brown eyes. I couldn't help but notice you. You see, I'm a painter, and I've never seen anyone who looks quite like you. I'd love to do a painting of you, if you'll allow me. My name is Aldred. He stuck out his hand. That! sounds like fun. Rapunzel took his hand and followed him. He took her up towards the palace and had her hair draped down the steps. Blue then perched on Rapunzel's finger as she held it out near her face. Aldred quickly set up his easel and paints, and away he went. Aldred was fascinated by her, as beautiful and bright As Rapunzel seemed, he could tell there was so much more to her story. He knew how to look for beauty within sadness. His delicate fingers swept the canvas. His creativity illuminated. While he painted, the two got to talking. Rapunzel spilled her life story to him, and he did the same for her. Rapunzel learned that he was the oldest of three sons, that his mother was also a painter, and that his father passed away when he was a boy, leaving him to care for the family alongside his very able mother. There was an easiness to their banter, becoming so lost in each other, they had not realized that the day was ending. With the sun setting, Rapunzel now saw what she had done. Oh, no, it's getting dark, she exclaimed. I have to go home. Mother must be worried sick. She turned and began to go down the stairs. No, don't leave, Aldred pleaded. I'll never get to see you again. Why, asked Rapunzel. I promise to come back tomorrow. That's what upsets me. I leave tomorrow, he replied. I'm only passing through the kingdom. I've agreed to create paintings for a buyer in exchange for money. He wants five paintings from each of the kingdoms. I've already completed all of my works. He wants them by tomorrow. A silence stood between them. See." That's why we've been able to spend all this time together, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Rapunzel. There was a pause. Why don't you come with me? He asked. Yes, come with me. I own a cottage up north. It's simple, but you'd like it. We can leave tomorrow morning. This way, I can show you what the kingdom looks like at night. Some believe that it's even more beautiful than during the day. His voice was kind and soft, just like his demeanor. Rapunzel toyed with the idea. If she didn't go with Aldred, she would regret it for the rest of her life, and she knew she had to listen to her heart. Yes, Aldred, yes. I will go with you, she said excitedly grabbing hold of his hands. With the sky now dark, the kingdom sparkled with lights. Its beauty was unlike anything Rapunzel had ever seen before. Together they walked, admiring the kingdom's fine architecture and the way the candlelight created intricate shadows within the curves of each delicate design lurking in the shadows was a hooded woman. Rapunzel, she called out. It was Mother Gothel. Rapunzel. She stormed over to her daughter. What are you doing here? I told you never to leave the tower. Come on, we're going home. She reached for the young girl's hand. But to Mother Gothel's surprise, Rapunzel pulled away. No, Mother she said defiantly. I can't go back to that tower. Please, don't do this to me. She broke down in tears. Rapunzel, we are going back now, ordered her mother. Why? blurted Rapunzel. I'm so happy here. I, I don't think that I can go back. You have to. And I am not asking you. I am telling you. Let's go. No, I want to live my life. Why can't you just allow me to do that? Because if I don't have you, then I have nothing. You are the one thing that matters most to me. I can't afford to lose you, dear girl. I love you more than anything. And I'm afraid once you get a taste of this world, you are going to forget me. Without you, I am nothing. This was the very first time Rapunzel had ever seen her mother cry. I'm not going to forget about you, she replied softly. How could I? We used to spend every single day together. Of course, it's going to be hard for me, too. But it's time I follow Blue's lead and spread my wings. I want to start my life with Aldred. As her mother's tears fell like the rain did on that long-ago night they were first united, Rapunzel struggled to stop her own heart from breaking as well. She searched her mind for a way to ease both of their pain, this goodbye that was so long in coming and difficult in declaring. Finally, she came up with a solution. How about we meet up every Sunday, and I'll make sure that Blue visits you, too? Her mother looked into Rapunzel's bright blue eyes, the ones into which she had gazed, since her daughter was just a helpless child, and realized there was so much wisdom within. She wiped her own eyes on her sleeve, took a deep breath, and said, Do you promise me, dear girl? I do, said Rapunzel, with such honesty that no one could ever doubt she would be true to her word, adding, I will always love you. As I will you, my wonderful Rapunzel. The four of them, Rapunzel and Mother Gothel, Aldred and Blue, spent the rest of the evening together. Then, After many more tears from the human trio and soothing tweets from Blue, there were hugs and heartfelt words exchanged. And ultimately, farewells were bid as they went their separate ways. Mother Gothel went back to the tower with hope in her heart, where once there was fear of discovery. Although she was alone, she suddenly felt the freedom that came with a clear conscience and the lightness of spirit that accompanies knowing you have at last done the right thing. The next morning, Mother Gothel opened the doors to the castle. Every lock was unlatched, every window thrown wide, and she decided that in order to honor her daughter, she would fill her days by opening a bookshop in the village, and she christened it Rapunzel Reimagined. The shop's namesake and her beloved Aldred, along with their feathered friend Blue, made their cozy home together up north in an absolutely charming cottage, where they got married and eventually welcomed three baby girls. As Rapunzel tended to her daughters, Aldred continued to create masterful works of his dear Rapunzel. They were all, quite literally, The picture of happiness. And true to everyone's promise, Mother Gothel and Rapunzel kept up their tradition of meeting every Sunday, and they all lived happily ever after. We do love a good, happy ending. And now, drift off and sweet dreams